0: Hi, good morning, everyone. It is so good to be with you. I'm sorry that I couldn't be with you live. This is pre recorded. That's part of the whole COVID challenge at the moment. But my name's Leon, Leon Evans from Life Central Church in Hale, Zoe, and I'm really grateful that I get the chance to share with you this morning. And there is a connection, actually, which you might not be aware about, that my son, Josh, has married uh, a girl called Isla Hasty who was part of your church for many years. So we are so thrilled that she's now part of our family and part of our church. And it's great to connect with you guys as well. Um, like I say, I'm the pastor at Life Central Church in Hal and We're a multi location church. We've got um, Three locations now in Hagley, in Rowley and our base in Halzoin. We've also got some microsites that we're experimenting with, which all sounds exciting. I'll talk to you about that maybe a little later in Clibbering Mortimer and in Bromsgrove. We also have a church Uh, overseas in Albania that we look after as well. It is so good to be with you and to share with you guys today. Um, And we're carrying on our series in Acts. And I don't know about you, but have you ever bought something and you've thought, oh, I really wish I'd read the fine print. Do you know what I mean? Like when you buy something and on that box there, there's some terms and conditions or some fine print and you kind of say, I really wish I'd have read the fine print. Well, I've got a few old examples here of interesting fine print. So this one, a digital outdoor antenna, and the fine print said this, do not attempt to install if drunk, pregnant, or both. Really good advice there, isn't it? And this one, the iPod Shuffle. Any of you remember the iPods? Some of you might remember the iPod. The iPod Shuffle, the fine print is this, do not eat iPod Shuffle. I mean, why on earth somebody would need that written down? And I love this one, child-sized Superman costume. The fine print said this, wearing of this garment does not enable you to fly. Again, really good advice. And maybe this one is my favorite. The Dremel electric drill, fine print says this, this product not intended for use as a dental drill in human or veterinary medical applications. Oh my goodness, who is going to take a drill and try? Yeah, you don't even want to go there, do you? When it comes to the fine print, Jesus was really clear. Jesus was really clear with his disciples, the followers of Jesus, what the fine print would be if you're to follow him. And he says it in John 16, verse 33. And he says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you'll have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Trouble and tough times come with the territory. That's the fine print. If you're a follower of Jesus, you need to know this. Trouble and tough times come with the territory. What about this past two years? I don't know what it's been like for you at Alton Baptist, but for us over in Hal like everybody else, it's been a turbulent, tough, troubled season, hasn't it? I remember someone saying at the start of a lockdown, you know, this is like a marathon. And then I remember thinking, actually, this is not a marathon. This is more like a triathlon, you know, because like a marathon is, we all know that's a bigger running race than a sprint, but a triathlon is, you know, you just get used to running and then you have to get used to swimming and you just get used to swimming and then you have to get used to cycling. And it's felt like that over this last two years. It's been a tough time. But I want to speak into the truth the truth about tough times. And we're looking in Acts chapter six and seven. And in Acts chapter six and seven, this marks a key season of shift for the early church. This marks out not an era of change, but almost a change of era. You see, Acts is split, Um, Not just into chapters in our Bible, but actually if you look at the whole of the book of Acts, there's almost like different seasons or eras. And at the end of each season or era, there's often a comment, a a verse that marks like a full stop or, or certainly a semicolon in the story of Acts. Uh, And in Acts chapter six, verse seven, it says this, so the word of God spread, the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. That's almost like this this statement of a a change or a shift of era. Because immediately after that, Stephen, one of the deacons, one of the leaders, uh, experiences opposition so much so that eventually he loses his life. He is martyred, he becomes the first martyr of the early church. And this heralds in a whole new era for the early church. What can we learn for this? What's the truth behind tough times? Because I don't know about you, but as I look at our world over the last couple of years, I think historians in the future will look back at this season as not just a change of, not just an, an era of change, but actually a change of era. So what's the truth behind tough times? And I think from the life of Stephen, you see two key things. Number one, t- tough times require perspective. Tough times require perspective. The truth is you and I lose perspective when we enter tough times. And many of us have lost perspective over the past two years. One of the other, um, Early church leaders, the early apostles, Peter, he writes in 1 Peter 4 verse 12, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on to test you as though something strange were happening to you. I love the the Bible. It's so brilliant. When life is tough, we often are surprised, aren't we? Well, I'm a follower of Jesus. Why is this so tough? Why is this season so difficult? Why am I experiencing opposition? Why am I experiencing persecution? Well, well Jesus said, you know, you know, here's the fine print. You will have trouble. You know, trouble times will come. And Peter says, don't be surprised. Jesus never promised us that we would always be wealthy, healthy and happy. You know, Jesus never promised us that life would be pain free, pandemic free, or that your boiler would never break. You know, when things go wrong and when you're in tough times and when there is opposition or when there's uncertainty or, or confusion or pain, don't be surprised. Jesus, But Jesus did promise that he would be with us always, even to the very end of the age. No pain, no pandemic can stop that reality. And here's the truth, when, when life um, is tough and when we are surprised by, by difficulties, you know, Peter and I believe um, uh, all of the early church would have called us to the, the importance of holding on to perspective. You see, your perspective will either become your prison or your passport. Your perspective will either become your prison that locks you or your passport that enables you to move forward. And we need some perspective when it comes to tough times, especially persecution. You know, we read, and if you read Acts 6 and 7, and you can read that together, or read that on your own rather, when you read Acts 6 and 7 and you read about Stephen experiencing not only opposition, but persecution and losing his life for the sake of the gospel. You know, I think we need some perspective when it comes to persecution. You see, listen, loss of privilege is not persecution. Many of us have lost uh, privilege over the last two years, you know, and and I've heard and read on social media, some Christians talking about having to wear masks has almost been like persecution. Listen, wearing a mask is not persecution. I'm sorry, but it's not. Loss of privilege is not the same as persecution. We need a time out, don't we, to understand real persecution. You know, the reality is that the early church, much of what we read in the New Testament was written in the context of persecution. Peter talks, talks about fiery trials and that was real under the, under the Emperor Nero where many Christians were burnt alive, you know, because of their faith or they were thrown to, to wild animals or into the gladiators arena. And of course, Stephen, you know, as he's stoned and as, as, as Saul who becomes poor, watches on, you know, the reality of persecution was real in the early church. But you know, the reality of persecution is real in today's church. Maybe not so much in our context, but around the world, it's true. Listen to these facts. In the average month, 300 people are killed because they follow Jesus. 200 churches are burned or destroyed. 800 people may be beaten, tortured, raped or imprisoned. You know, it's a very real thing. We we have a church out in Albania and and, um, we be, we got involved in Albania in around 2006 but but un, until 1992 uh, Albania in fact way back when, when under communism under under the dictator Hodja. Uh, Albania was declared the only atheistic country in the world and and I know the story of people who who have lost their lives in Albania in fact our church is in Duras on the coast on the on the on the um, Adriatic coast and, and right where, where our church is along that coast, many uh, Christians and pastors lost their lives um, for the sake of the gospel. Uh, just a few years ago in 2019, I went on a trip to Southeast Asia and I was in Cambodia and Vietnam. Again, two countries that have experienced persecution. In fact, when I was in Vietnam, I was in an un- underground house church, which was amazing. And in this little church with about 30 people, I was asked to, please don't stand by the door or by near the window, because if the neighbours see you, we'll be reported and then we'll be visited by the police. Guys, these are real issues and we need to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world who are suffering real persecution. But you know, for you and I, following Jesus will mean that sometimes we'll, we'll suffer some trouble, some opposition, We may not lose our life, but maybe we we, we, we lose friendship. Maybe we lose popularity. Maybe we don't get invited to something because we're a follower of Jesus. And it's very real. And at that time, we need to know we need perspective. Tough times require perspective. And we can learn a lot from Stephen. You see, Stephen lived for the long game, not the short game. A few weeks ago, I was given uh, one of these, a white cricket ball by uh, a friend of mine. And he said to me, I found this white cricket ball and I thought about you and I wanted to share it with you because I felt God saying to you, this white cricket ball is for the short game of cricket, not the long game. And he began to say perspective, and I believe that God is saying this to you, the perspective is this. We don't play for the short game, but we play for the long game. You see, red ball cricket is the long game. It's test cricket. It's over days. It's a long game. Short ball cricket can be over in a few hours and a few overs or certainly within a day. And I want to say to you guys at Alton Baptist, we're not playing for the short game, we're playing for the long game. And maybe in your life right now, over the last two years, maybe it's been so tough, and you and you've seen like tough times, and you've you know you've lost control in things that you had control over, and you've lost holidays, and you've you, you know maybe some of you have even lost people that you loved, or you've had sickness, or but hey, I want to tell you, in tough times, we're not playing short ball cricket, but we're playing for the long game. We need perspective, but also Stephen also lived not just for the for the long game; he lived for the big story. If you read Acts chapter 7, when he's taken before the Sanhedrin and the religious leaders, he begins to tell them all the big story, the big story of Israel about what God did when they were in captivity, how he brought them out of captivity and the prophets and the kings and and then Jesus coming and what they did to Jesus. And he knew that his life was not just about the, the years that he had on this planet, but his life sat within the context of the bigger story. You know, I'm realizing I've been um, at Life Central Church now. It used to be called Zion Christian Center, but we changed the name a few years ago. I've been there almost 30 years. In fact, it's 30 years this October that I've been there. And I'm aware that actually we need to play the long game, not the short game, and, be, and remind ourselves that we're part of a bigger story. What God is doing in your life, what God is doing in your church, Alton Baptist, is not just for you, it's part of a bigger story. It's so, so important. And in that bigger story and in that long game, we need to understand this. The choices we make today will determine the stories that we get to tell tomorrow. And if you're in opposition right now or you're going through a tough time right now, like Stephen, I want to encourage you guys, live for the long game. Live for the big story, not the short story, not the short game. Because the choices we make today will determine the stories we get to tell tomorrow. So point number one is this, tough times require perspective. But point number two, and I've only got two points, is this, tough times release purpose. Tough times require perspective, but tough times release purpose. You see the big picture here, the big story is Jesus in Matthew 28. When he gives that great commission, he says to the disciples, you're to go into all the world and preach the gospel. But by Acts chapter 6, the early church was still stuck in Jerusalem, And it was the shift of era or this change of era after the martyrdom of Stephen where the church began to move out of Jerusalem to fulfill its mandate and its purpose and its mission to take the gospel to all of the world. It was the tough times that released almost the purpose that the church was always called to be in. I mean, fast forward to Acts chapter 12, where Peter and James are in prison. The church are praying for Peter and James. Peter is miraculously set free from prison, but James is beheaded. James becomes another martyr uh, for the gospel and for the work of God. But right after that, when Herod, who caused this um, uh, arrest and um, martyrdom and beheading of James, he gets up and he talks about how great he is and then he's struck down dead. And it says this in the next verse, in Acts 12, verse 24. But the word of God continued to increase and spread. That's another shift of era. Acts 1 to 6 is one era. Acts 6 to 12 is another. And in each of those, there's like this comment um, about this little kind of pause and summary. And just to remind us that Jesus is the one who said, I will build my church. Jesus said it. Jesus called it. Jesus owns the church, Jesus builds the church, and one day Jesus is returning for the church. So when we're living in that tough times, we need to remember that not only does it require perspective, but often tough times are what release us into our purpose. You know, last October at Life Central Church, you know, we we baptized over 25 people, and uh, many of those people came to faith during lockdown. And as I listen to those stories, you know, like, like you, I, I found that I've been leading a long time, leading church a long time. I found the last two years the toughest time in my life in terms of leadership. Not able to, to lead in the way they wanted to, not able to plan, not able to strategize, you know, not able to meet so many times. But as, we, as I listen to the stories and I watch these people get baptized, I thought, God, you're so amazing that even in the tough times, you're still releasing your purpose. And as I listen to to people like Honey, who um, was 17 and her her mother died when she was nine, but she met Jesus during lockdown. She watched us online, then came to Alpha online and then became a Christian. As I listen to Anne-Marie, whose own son died at the age of eight or nine during lockdown, a single parent and yet a friend of hers invited her to watch us online and she watched us online. Then she came in person. Then she gave her life to Jesus. Or Graham who was 83 and um, his wife had died and, and he was in a support group run by the NHS. And one of our ladies was in that group and, and she befriended Graham and, and she wat- invited him to watch us online. And he watched us online and he went to Alpha online and he gave his life to Jesus and we baptised him or one of our young adults who just in the heart height of lockdown, she has so much mental health challenges that she found herself on top of a multi-storey car park in our town. And she's about to jump off. And there are two police officers who talk her down on that day. And she got baptised last October as well. And she invited the two police officers to her baptism. And I, and I remember just a few months ago now, just, just being, invi- being asked by another guy uh, to, to meet these police officers. And I went over and met them and they said, We don't understand. We saw this girl, we saw the state she was in and the mess she was in. And here she is telling her story and getting baptized. Just explain this to us, what is going on? And I had the privilege of sharing with them the power of Jesus and the power of the gospel and what God can do in someone's life. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, encourage these police officers. And I said this to them, I says, guys, you never ever get to see the good side of humanity. You guys only ever see the dark side. Today, you've seen the positive side and I want you to know, you played a part in her story. She would not be here today if you hadn't have done what you did on that car park on that day. And at the end of the service, as I was going home, they were still there outside, uh, drinking coffee in the car park. And one of them called me over and said, the hairs on the back of my head are still standing up. We can't understand what is happening. The emotion, the power, the, the stories, the amount of people, the life change. And I was just so able just to share with these guys, say, hey, this is what God can do. And one of them said, I want to come back. Now, I don't know whether he has come back yet, but maybe one day he will. But it just reminded me that in tough times, God is still building his church. And it requires perspective. But tough times can release purpose, not only in the church, but in your life as well. And maybe you're going through a tough time right now. Well, you know, I, I want to say we can learn such a lot from Stephen, can't we? You know, I believe that what Stephen did was he did what was right, and he left the results up to God. And you know, you and I, when we're going through tough times, we need to do what's right and leave the results up to God. Maybe for you, that's do what's right at work, even though there's pressure to to fudge things or to or to cook the books a little bit or not to be truthful with your expenses claim. You do what's right and leave the results up to God. That's perspective and that's purpose. So, so important. As a parent, you know, do what's right and you can't guarantee what will happen with your kids, but you do what's right and leave the results up to God. I love this quote from C.S. Lewis. He says this, it is not your business to succeed, but to do right. When you've done so, the rest lies with God. I'm going to say that again because that's so good, isn't it? It is not your business to succeed, but to do what is right. When you have done so, the rest lies with God. And as we think about this young man, Stephen, I think he was a young man when he lost his life, who, who did what was right, who, who had a perspective. He was looking for the long game, not the short game. And he knew there was purpose. But you know, there's so many other things that we can learn from uh, through the life of Stephen. You see, he lived for the long game. He lived for the big story, but he also lived each day full of the Holy Spirit. When you read the end of of Acts chapter 7, when he's losing his life, just read it. Um, he, He lived full of the Holy Spirit and he lived each day with his eyes on Jesus. Listen to these words, Acts 7, 55 to 56. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit. He's been stoned. They're throwing rocks at him right now. Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said. I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Tell you what, it's powerful, isn't it? The choices we make today determine the stories we get to tell tomorrow. Tough times require perspective. You know, we're not living for the short game. We're living for the long game. But they also release purpose in us and through us when we do what's right and leave the rest up to God. And we live each day full of the Holy Spirit and with our eyes fixed on Jesus. As I finish, I want to tell you a very personal story, okay? My uh, father passed away 12 years ago now, 13 years ago, but my mother passed away on March the 1st, 2020. So her funeral was March the 17th, 2020, just a few days before lockdown. As my mom um, passed away, she spent the last few uh, weeks of her life in a, in a nursing home and uh, she loved Jesus. And um, she, she used to have this wooden cross that she had in the nursing home with her. And every person that came into her room, whether it was family members that weren't followers of Jesus, whether it was doctors or nurses, she talked to them about Jesus. Right through to the end of my mom's life, she lived full of the Holy Spirit, with her eyes on Jesus, praying, playing for the long game, not the short game. And when she died, um, uh, uh, the funeral director, who's a, a family uh, friend, actually, uh, and related to us, so, so we know each other well, and I was chatting to him, me and my sister were chatting to him, and we said, you know, my mum my mom had, a, had, had a cross, do, do, do you know where that cross is? And, and he said, well, we'll check all your mum's um, you know, belongings and we'll try and find the cross, and they couldn't find it. Uh, and so, so we just it forgot it. But then a day later, I thought I just kind of felt, now I'm going to go back and say, could you, could you take another look at, at mom's belongings for that cross? And he called me back a few hours later and he'd found the cross. And do you know where the cross was? The cross was in my mom's hand. My mom lived looking for the cross of Jesus and she died with this cross in her hand. They literally had to like take her fingers over because she was holding on to the cross. And it was such a powerful message because I thought, God, that is so profound. I want to live like that and I want to die like that. Holding on to the cross of Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, living with perspective for the long game, not the short game. Living full of the Holy Spirit, knowing that there's purpose in tough times as well as the good times. And then living with my eyes fixed on Jesus. Jesus and guys I want to pray for you right now as I finish and if you are going through a tough time Maybe it is right now. Maybe you're not suffering from persecution like Stephen did, but but you're feeling under the pressure And under the difficulty of tough times I want to pray for you that in the middle of your tough times You would know what Jesus promised right from the beginning in this world You will have trouble but take heart my peace is with you and I've overcome the world I'm going to pray for you. And then as, as I finish this prayer, I'm going to ask um, the people that are leading the service to play a song that our worship guys, our tech team, we call Life Central Collective. You can find them on YouTube and Life Central Collective. And they recorded this song at the, heart of lock- the height of lockdown. And it's such a powerful song because it's talking about the stories that we'll tell. You know, when COVID-19 is just a story that we tell, will our stories be stories worth telling? That depends on us. The choices we make today will determine the stories we get to tell tomorrow. So let me pray for you. And then as you listen to the song and watch the song, I'm really praying that God by his spirit will encourage you, strengthen you, and maybe even challenge you to be faithful in this season, to be faithful as you go through tough times, to do what's right and to leave the rest up to God, just like Stephen did and just like you and I can do as well. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for every single person watching right now. Whether they're watching in the moment or watching later, God, would you bless them and encourage them and strengthen them? God, I pray that they would know in the middle of their tough times that you promised that you would never leave them nor forsake them. And you promised them that your peace would be with them and your presence would be with them. So they can take heart, we can take heart and we can be of good courage today, knowing that tough times, the truth about tough times is this, they come, but you're there in the middle of them. And when we have perspective, those tough times can release purpose in our lives. There is gold beyond the tough times. There's treasure beyond those tough times. And I pray that they would know it today. Lord, if any of them are, are suffering right now from health issues or, or, or there's family members or friends who are struggling, may they know your presence and your power, I pray. And I pray for them as a church the Lord, in this season where there's so much uncertainty for so many of us as churches, may they know your presence and your power, that you are with them in this season and that you will build your church. We get to join you, we get to partner, but you're the one who does the building. So may they know it. I bless this church in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, as you listen to this song, may you be strengthened and encouraged in these tough times. God bless you.
1: Sing. Yes.